They didn't know what to make of Jesus. Pilate couldn't figure him out. The crowd thought they had him figured out. Even some of Jesus' disciples thought he would eventually fight back like they wanted. Peter lifted the sword to begin what he thought would be the start of a rebellion. And it's possible that even Judas thought that he would finally be the linchpin to help Jesus get going on, on this attack against Rome. Now, we can't speak for sure about Judas' motives, but it's at least possible that he took the actions he did because in his mind he thought this would be, this is what it would take to get Jesus off the sidelines and into the full-on insurrection that Judas desperately wanted to happen. And from Pilate to the crowd to the disciples, every single one of them were wrong. Jesus didn't fit into any of the boxes that people had made for him. He didn't look or act like the Messiah anybody expected. Because tragically, really since God ever first breathed life into us, we've always struggled to understand why Jesus did what he did. Because we struggle to understand such sacrificial love. Friends, we're all sinners. <laughs> And I think we're here tonight because we know we can't heal ourselves. We know we can't really heal our world. But Jesus, I don't believe, didn't do this because we're sinners. We are, but Jesus did this because he loves us. That was Jesus' motivation. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. It's a statement of love. Now, when we talk about love, I don't don't think it matters whether we're it's a whether a person is you know, any type of faith, we would all agree love is hard. <laughs> it takes strength to love. But the love we see from Jesus doesn't look like the strength that anybody expects. Because it's not a strength that exerts itself through force. It doesn't attempt to control the circumstances. It doesn't stand above others as superior or with greatness. But it hangs on a cross <laughs> next to two criminals 
who at least won after they asked for forgiveness, Jesus promises paradise too. And we don't know what to do with that type of love. So on Good Friday, all these years later, we have an opportunity to reflect and to realize that still today, we misunderstand love. There's a Christian podcaster and speaker and uh, author, um, Jared Bias, um, who posted these words today that I'll share with you. Do not use Good Friday to anticipate Sunday. This is not Advent with pregnancy giving us hope of a new beginning. It's a day to grow in empathy, to stretch ourselves to understand the original disciples and our dozens of neighbors who do not see Sunday coming. There is nothing powerful about hope until we understand despair, about resurrection until we understand death. If we look past Friday, we not only declare Sunday irrelevant, but also leave thousands of hurting people on the margins, unheard in their despair, and dismissed as too negative in their grief. So just like I said, whatever it was, 30 minutes ago, I'm grateful you're here tonight. Grateful you're here not looking past Friday on the way to Sunday. And maybe this is true, maybe not. Um, but when I think of why we would come to a Good Friday service, um, even if it's just a subconscious confession by all of us, um, we come to Good Friday recognizing that we can't really understand what Jesus did because we don't fully grasp the power of love. Or at the very least, we're recognizing that Christ did something that we are incapable of doing. Jesus overcomes evil with love. Love is what happens on Good Friday and the heartbreaking reality is that love isn't pretty. But love is what heals us. Our brokenness as sinful people, our brokenness as a world, is healed with love. Sin is healed with love. Now love still leaves scars. The resurrected Jesus approaches Thomas and shows him the scars. And when we're called to live lives with love, we develop scars. Love doesn't leave us without potential wounds. But what Jesus shows us is that love is worth it. And as far as every single one of us is concerned, as far as Jesus is concerned, that is, 
Every single one of us is worth those scars. Every single one of us, according to Jesus, is worth his scars. Jesus takes the terrorism of crucifixion and turns it into a healing for all of crucifixion, for, for all of creation, sorry. Jesus takes the terrorism of crucifixion and turns it into the healing for all of creation. He takes this object, the cross, an object that was used for purposes of intimidation and for purposes of torture against those who were the dared to disturb the peace of Rome and use that object as the tool toward a way to build a peaceful and just kingdom. He took the ultimate display of empire power and defeated it, not by coming against it with more violence or anything created by human hands, but with love. I don't think we can make this story up. And that's why we have such a hard time believing it. Not even believing it, but understanding it. Just look at our story. Barabbas was a violent revolutionary. He is one of those people who probably would have gotten along with Judas pretty well, wanted to overthrow the Romans with force. And he's the one who is released. And I think they release Barabbas because he's the one they can relate to. He's the one they can understand. They know how to fight the likes of Barabbas. Don't know how to fight Jesus. Because it's hard to fight somebody who refuses to engage with your same weapons. Good Friday, today when love hangs on a cross, makes us reconsider what it means to live a successful life. And I'm not claiming to fully understand this, but I don't think any of us should want to follow our God that our individual minds can comprehend. Friends, we don't want a God who makes sense to us. We want a God who loves beyond our capabilities. And that's what Good Friday gives us. Love beyond comprehension. Still today, we all make decisions that pretty much show we can't fix ourselves. And we need a love that is greater than our own. And that's what happened on the cross. Love sacrificed. Frankly, God shouldn't behave like this. And that's why Jesus is so compelling. That's why Jesus is worth following. Because he does what other gods don't do.
we kill Jesus. And frankly, in some ways, we still kill him today. But friends, he still comes to do what no other God does. And all we can say in response to that is thanks be to God. Amen.